now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Hi, and welcome to the Week 6 Recap, Week 7 Preview of the Butter and Bacon Fantasy Football League. I am your Commissioner, Dean, as always, joined by my co-host, our color commentator, Mr. Yo, Pauly NJ. What's up, Pauly? Uh, what's up? Seems to be Luna on my lap. Luna is a fantastic mascot for the league. <laughs> yes. She lays, should... she lays around. She's way too energetic in the wrong areas and um, likes socks. The... Former presidential dog? Sure. Wasn't there a dog called Socks? Maybe. Boots? I don't know. No, no. Something. No boots. It, it seems timely this time of year to be talking about presidential pets. Um, but instead, let's talk about Snuggly Ducklings and Dapper Donuts. Yes. Because uh, they met in week six, and this was a fantastic game that I think we said would be a fantastic game. Uh, the Donalds pulled it out, though, 128 and a half to 122 and a half. Yeah, I mean, what we said about that, um, we said that Cam Newton would help um, in his cause. Holy cow, yes. Uh, we said that Drew Brees would be tremendous against the Carolina defense, and it's the Drew Brees at home. Uh, yeah, 45 points. The, the at-home Drew Brees is a really good Drew Brees. Yep. <laughs> um, said that the Steelers D would be in instead of the the Rams D. Uh, well, minus four points for the Steelers D. Uh, zero points for the Rams D. Um, apology, Shannon. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think anyone Luckily saw. It wasn't the margin of difference. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming uh, from Where'd the Steelers. Where did the Dolphins come from on that? I don't, wow. You know what? Uh, their offensive line was healthy, and it showed. Um, they had a commitment to the running game. I mean, they had their their second year running back rush for. 200 over 200 yards um so that really was a big key there um we also said that Le'Veon bell at at the flex position would be the key to the matchup uh 18.8 points um really the second leading scorer for the dapper donalds and that kind of was the difference um you know having that nearly 20 points um as for the predictions we both picked the donalds so yay us yay us all right, up next, really close matchup. Fran Dogs almost pulling out the W, but Project Badass, 123.7 to 119.4 gets the win. Yeah, I mean, in this one, uh, we both picked the Badass um, just to start off. Um, you, you, were, you were waffling. You wanted to give some, uh, some love to the Fran Dogs. And until the second half of the Monday night game, <laughs> the Fran Dogs had a chance. <laughs> yeah, the uh, unfortunate... <laughs> I can't even call it a performance because I watched that game. Yeah. I was embarrassed. The, the Jets D, no pass rush. They did actually do a nice job against the run, save one carry. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah that it, one carry it, was just nuts. <laughs> yeah, and when you're in fantasy football, if you're not turning, getting turnovers and uh, you know getting sacks, it, it doesn't rack up the points. And so the minus one versus the four points of the not great performance by the New England defense. No. That five made the difference though yeah i was kind of i was kind of surprised um you know the patriots defense um only, only four points really they're they're not generating the turnovers that they normally get um you know that the patriots faithful have been grown accustomed to uh but we uh we we opined that eli would have a big game he did 36.2 uh nice. we we opined that brandon marshall would be a beast actually not he had one catch that was truly man among men um that he made but otherwise, I mean, three catches for 70 yards, kind of pedestrian for him. 
Um, I did actually watch the Jets Cardinals. I did not boycott, like I said that I would. <laughs> and there were flags every other play. Oh, it was it was actually it was unwatchable. Brutal. It's really tough to watch. You know what uh, is really impressive in this fantasy matchup, though? The kickers. Yes. Combined for twenty four. They did. And it, it was like they were both. You know, Washington's been scoring. Dallas has definitely been scoring, but I mean, they're both perfect for field goals and they're both perfect for extra points. Um, yeah, it, that was just really good. And uh, really, I think the difference came down to um, in in the badass winning was not Ben Roethlisberger, but Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, big Gronk showing. Seven receptions for 162 and a touchdown. Um, I mean, that that really will be. I mean, he's he's been injured basically all season. Um, but he's got his guy Brady back, and um, it's it's just he's back to his gronk loving ways. Um, like I had said, we both picked the badass to win, and we were both correct there. Yeah, good game. Uh, another game that had two really good performances, but the final score not close. Uh, Metroville Heroes putting up one ninety eight point one, beating Scott's Cru- Cruisers by more than fifty. Yeah, not quite your woodshed performance, but um, definitely solid up and down victory at nearly every position. Uh, Johnson for Arizona. Speaking of the Jets defense. <laughs> and speaking of the one big run, uh, yeah. I think it was about 60 something. No, something longer than like that. that. It was like it was 70, 78 yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we were texting each other at the time. You were not watching the game yet. No, it was too early in the game. And you thought I was joking. <laughs> I did. I was mocking. I'm like, all right, so here's what's going to happen. I'm like, you're like, no, it didn't take three downs. It was the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we kind of called it, uh, you know, the Matt Ryan-Andrew Luck showdown, a quarterback. Matt Ryan was not to be denied. Um, you know, just just solid performance at quarterback. Johnson for Arizona is ridiculous with 41.8 points. Um, I called it with Odell Beckham Jr. Nearly 50 points, eight receptions for 222 yards and two touchdowns. Huge for Scott's Cruisers. Uh a third of his points, <laughs> yeah. basically. Uh, that was huge. Greg Olson had another great game, but could not keep up with your Fleener. Fleener, Fleener, six receptions, seventy-four yards, two touchdowns. Well, how often does a tight end run for right? A it was a dir- That's pretty rare. <laughs> it was a direct snap. I mean, Wildcat with the tight end. That was nuts. And the Cardinals D, uh, two interceptions, three points against. Big twelve points. Um, as for the predictions, you predicted you, shockingly, and I took the cruisers. So congrats to you. Thank you. All right, let's move on to the monkey. Well, we had a lot of close games this week. We did. 89.5 to Norwegian Oil Rigs, 88 point. Yes, a point seven point differential. And when I tell you it was every claw and breath and scratch by Carson Baller... <laughs> 213 yards and a touchdown, really, that was the difference on Monday night. Um, Tom Brady put up, you know, points like we predicted, 32 points. Um, I sold him short. I predicted 330, threw for 376. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually have that in my notes. That You know, you, you, you have been very good at predicting Tom Brady's um, yardage totals. So congratulations to you. Um, looking back, um, we said that Dak Prescott would be as good as Brady, and uh, get, Dak didn't um, play. But looking at him, 23 points. It would have been a better choice for Palmer, but Monkey didn't need it. Um, Gurley still struggling uh, was really a theme of the day, and he did. 58 yards. Uh, it's not, I don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley, but he 
seems to not be generating the yards and the touchdowns that he has um, the last season. Yeah, he is not last year's Todd Gurley. No, not at all. Um, We said that uh, Murray uh, would be big. And uh, looking at the matchup here, I don't even see him in. I think he was subbed out. Yep. And no points. So it was a good call. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And Dean, you wanted to know if Hopkins could get the ball against that Patriots defense. And he did. Nine receptions for 71 yards. Colts defense, but yeah, he... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, know. I'm sorry, yes. But again, st- still, you know, Hopkins of, of years past, nine catches would have easily been you know, 120 yards and probably in the end zone at least once, so he's still getting held out a little bit. You know, I'm looking down on the bench and it's got to hurt. You talked about Jay Ajay. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the bench for the oil rigs was 42.7. And you can't blame him. I don't think he had 42.7 all season. No, and the same for uh, West with Baltimore, 28.3. Uh, yeah, but always a killer when you lose a close one. You can see so many different ways to reconfigure the lineup and get the win. Yeah, and that's a tough one, too, because the Giants typically do not give up a large amount of rushing yards. So, you know, to see that, mm. Yeah, uh, I guess the, the real thing is it's too bad uh, Carolina D wasn't on a bye this week. <laughs> Because right. they went from they went from minus six, and yeah, again facing New Orleans in New Orleans, it's probably not a good matchup for your defense. You would have won had you not put in a defense. That's rough. That is rough. Speaking of rough, your Marauders went to the shoreline, had a good chance for a victory. Shoreline Taproom not putting up big numbers, ninety two point eight, but unfortunately, you fell a little short with only eighty three. Yeah, Taproom was definitely beatable. Um, you know, I basically said my my keys to the game were strong performances by Bills and Patriots. Tell you the truth, they really didn't let me down. Every other player let me down. <laughs> I'm looking at you for set for Detroit with half a point. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, I'm looking at you, Mr. Thomas, for Jacksonville, four point eight points. I mean, when the margin of victory is basically nine, oh, not even, it's 10, 9.2, just, ugh, yeah. 9.8, but this isn't the math. No, I'm not math. (laughs) I am not math. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 I had a shot, you know, the late games were, were giving me some hope. Um, I really, I got a little bit out of a Nunwa, but yeah, it was not enough to overcome a weakened shoreline taproom. Predictions on that one? Well, you can guess. All right. Make it pink. <laughs> Took on the Dixie Landings alligators. I won't let you guess. You pick Shoreline, <laughs> I pick me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably another close game. Make it pink, 105.5, beating the alligators, 102.7. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's one of those things we actually called it out. Marcus Mariota is a better, better fantasy quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. He nearly lapped Aaron Rodgers, 31.6 to 17.4. Um you know, we said that Zeke would continue to impress Ezekiel Elliott. And, uh, yeah, 21.4, just 157 yards against that Green Bay defense. Um, you know, we, we said that uh, I am off the Landry hype train. Yeah, 16.1, seven receptions, 91 yards. Um, really, that 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 Miami offensive line uh, could make the Miami offense actually have a pulse. It seems they have found the will to live. And... Uh, you wanted to know if Julio Jones would uh, have a sighting. Uh, yeah, Seattle's defense seemingly unable to keep Mr. Jones in check legally. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, ma- he's what you know. We talked about your your defense going to New Orleans. Yes. Julio Jones is matchup proof. I mean, you he just is. put him up. You just put him up there. Up you just put him up there. The Bills defense you start every week, and Julio Jones you start every week. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. 
Probably not the other one I'd put in that example, but you go with it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, and, and to tell you the truth, and this, this is what hurts, Julio Jones did have a pass interference call that was not called against him. Yeah. And he may have very well gotten another reception had that call been made and they got the penalty. So when the margin of victory is basically three, one more catch would have given him those three points. Yeah, and tough for the alligators. I'm not sure if Fuller was limited or out injured, but he ended up with a goose egg. But there wasn't really anyone on the bench that could have stepped in because of bias and other injuries. Uh, same on the make it pink side. I, I'm not sure if Reed played, but he ended up with no catches. So offsetting goose eggs. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And uh, for the predictions, um, well, I picked pink. You picked alligators. All right. The last game of the week, or last game of last week, <laughs> Totally Radical Islam with a pretty sound victory over Tucker's Luck, 138 to 90.3. Yeah, Totally Radical Islam, um, LaShawn McCoy, 140 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, we said he'd be a beast. None of us talked about Brandon Cooks, though. Seven receptions, 173 yards and a TD. Again, Drew Brees at home. I say, yeah, oversight by us because we know New Orleans at yes. home puts up passing yards and Cook's the uh, benefactor this week. Yeah, totally, totally overlooked by us. Um, we were wondering if Randall Cobb would even play because he was injured. I, I, he made a difference, really. Seven receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. There was even talk of him going in at running back because of the massive injuries that Green Bay has. 18.3 um, over Frank Gore, uh, who really had a pretty good game, 106 yards. But, yeah, Tucker's luck just basically soundly beaten by the fact that Brown did nothing for me. So what can Brown do yeah. for me? Nothing. Four receptions, nothing 39 week. yards. Miami's defense held him in check. Matt Forte. <laughs> I said that he would have a good game against that Arizona front seven. Uh, oops. They, they seem to forget how, uh, running the ball completely. And when they tried, Arizona was there, um, including the first play of the game, if I remember correctly. Um, Arizona basically sack, uh, sacked the running back uh, for a six-yard loss. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, what else can you say? It was just a sound beating of the Tucker's luck. Number one pick, Mr. Nick. And for the predictions, I picked Tucker's luck. You picked totally radical Islam. It's a totally radical pick. Totally. So, you know, Paul, we are six games through the year now, and it's basically the halfway point of our fantasy season. It is. So we're going to take a quick peek at the standings uh, over in the Slice Division. Yeah. Still without loss, the tap room in the first position. Yep. Radical Islam moving up now to 4-2 and two in the second spot. The Oil Rigs are 3-3, three three, third in that division. Tucker's Luck and the Monkey sitting at 2-4. and four. The Ducklings and the Marauders both 1-5. and five. Yay. In the Pound Division, the Metroville Heroes and Dapper Donalds tied at 5-1. and one. Scott's Cruiser sitting at four and two. The Alligators are three and three, as is Badass and Make It Pink, and the Fran Dog's still looking for that first W. So I don't have this in front of me, but I believe your playoff teams right now would be the Heroes, the Donalds, the Cruisers, the Taproom, and the Islam. That's your top five by record. And then Alligators, Badass, Pink, and Oil Rigs would be in a tiebreaker spot for the last playoff spot. Which so. I think goes to head-to-head, but I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah. That, that, yeah. Could, could be total points. I'm not sure which, but uh, either way, you know, still a lot of games left to play. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it brings me, I want to tell a quick story. Um, I play in one other fantasy league that I've been in for a while. And if I phrase it this way, I had a trade offer come in. And someone asked for a guy I picked up in free agency, my third round pick, and my 11th round pick. And they were going to give back their first pick, their fourth pick, and their fifth pick. 
and I basically uh, looked at it, thought about it for a while, and declined. Mm. And it sounds crazy when you talk about picks, but my point is to think about it now, halfway through the season, how you got that player, it doesn't matter. Right. I got Matt Ryan off the waiver wire. Right. Matt, Matt Ryan is the number one quarterback in fantasy. He is. So as you're making your roster lineup and you know, your, your decisions and all those sort of things, be mindful that you know it doesn't matter anymore if that guy was your third round pick and, and you know, the backup on your bench was your free agent pickup. That free agent player is probably or possibly a better play. So uh, yeah, I did not trade away. Let's see, it was Matt Ryan, Armani Cooper, and Jay Edge. No way. Glad, glad I didn't trade him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was getting back. Oh. I can't remember who I was getting back. It was, it was it was a decent package. It was a, a really good trade offer. Um, but my point is, again, as you're going to make your lineup, don't worry about how you got that guy. You know, just look at how the matchups are playing out. Look at what the points are. And even if your your second string quarterback was your 11th round pick and you took another guy in the fourth, that 11th rounder might just be the better value right now. Yeah, and the other thing that I'll offer that's kind of piggybacking on that is um, look at how your players are doing this year. Um, we've gotten to the point where teams are starting to settle into who their identities are. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, yeah, his, his opponent tonight, we're recording this Thursday morning, Brian Hoyer has a better record than Aaron Rodgers in his last 10 starts. He has more touchdowns and far less interceptions. Now, if I were to show you a picture of Brian Hoyer and a picture of Aaron Rodgers, which one would you play? Yeah, I mean, you start looking at the team, you start looking at right? the, uh, the history, and Aaron Rodgers looks like a, an obvious pick. Yeah, I mean, it, he, he's the guy, I mean, he's always, like, talked about, oh, top three quarterback, top quarterback, best quarterback, not in the last 10 games, and not when it comes to fantasy. So it, it's it's a little bit of let go of that, you know, the, the star-studded eyebr- uh, eyeballs. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, it's, it's got to... <laughs> Those two. It's got to be, yeah, well, yeah, eyebrows. And, uh... Make some make some weird choices. Sometimes your lineup, well, I know particularly mine due to injury. Sometimes your ending lineup, which can get you into the playoffs, is not who you drafted. All right. Well, with that in mind, get ready to make your week seven lineups. Oh, let's take a look at wait, those wait, wait. matchups before we do that. Oh yeah, let's take a look at those standings. Well, for the predictions, that's the ones I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, this week. You were six and one. Wow, go me. This week, I was three and four. Ouch. Which means you are now one game up on me. Woo. Congratulations. I was plus two. I am now minus one. So that means you (laughs) need to make your predictions first. I get to go first. Whoa. (laughs) You know, this flies in the face of what I read on Twitter this week. Uh, Which one? Which part? The part where it said something about, uh, if you need fantasy advice, don't talk to those guys. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to talk about him. <laughs> monkey. The monkey. Hey, the monkey had a good game this week. All right, well, then I will uh, start off with my game where currently the website says I am a 7.6 underdog to Dapper Donalds. A home dog. Home dog to the Donalds. And, you know, as I scan down the lineup, I can, I can kind of see why. I mean, it's... We, we saw last week he put up good numbers. He's got a good lineup out there. When you got Le'Veon Bell in the flex spot, you know your team's pretty deep. Um, he has that Drew Brees, but this is now going to be the road Drew Brees in Kansas City. Uh, quarterback across the way is Andrew Luck, also on the road, but in Tennessee. 
the website is predicting those guys to both score 22.2, which I find fascinating. It also won't happen. Um, but I, I, you know, normally I would have picked Breeze in that matchup, but I actually like my chances at quarterback. Uh, looking down the lineups a little bit, we both have pretty strong receivers. He's got uh, Thomas in Denver, as you like to call him, Larry Legend. Uh, and I really like his running backs with Freeman and Bell. So, and, and, you know, Bernard's got a shot there, too. I got some decisions to make. Uh, Fleener is not really a great play in Kansas City. Um, I'm not sure if Eifert's coming back. I grabbed him off the wire. Uh, he's supposed to be returning from injury. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like last week. I think I'm facing a really good op- opponent. Uh, kind of like last week, I'm going to pick myself because I don't want to pick against myself, but I wouldn't bet any money on it. Oh, sure. There you go. Well, um, one of the things that I can see just right off the bat, looking at the matchups, and I'm talking about the NFL matchups, Kansas City plays completely differently at home. Um, you know, you talk about Drew Brees playing at home on offense. Kansas City's defense, uh, they, they mu- there must be something at Arrowhead Stadium uh, because they really don't let opposing quarterbacks, and I'm talking Phillip Rivers, anybody that goes in there, um, they really have a tough time playing in Arrowhead. Um, so I think you're right. I think Andrew Luck is a better play for you in Tennessee than Breeze is playing in Kansas City. Fleener, I tend to agree with you for that same, very same reason. Um, Pitt is playing against that Jets defense. Jets defense actually did fairly well up front, but they could not stop anybody throwing. I mean, Carson Palmer was throwing all over the place. And... Um, not quite sure what the quarterback situation is going to be in Baltimore because I understand that um, Flacco might have a little bit of a shoulder injury. So um, stay tuned on that. Pitta might get um, – it's one of those things the tight end can be the safety net for a quarterback that's that's a backup. And at the same time, if the quarterback's a backup, they might just go right to the running game. Um, looking at your lineup, um, you know, I definitely give the Ravens D an edge um, for, for the Donalds. But I really think you need to take a look at possibly putting in Tannehill against the Buffalo defense because that offensive line is playing well, and Buffalo is kind of due for a letdown. They've won four games in a row, and they've done it with historic defense. Can't can't say that that's going to continue. The other thing I would really look at is LeGarrette Blunt. Um, with the pit defense kind of banged up, Big Ben is not going to play. He had meniscus surgery. He may actually miss six weeks because of that surgery. I have a feeling that New England is going to try and shorten this game as much as possible. And yes, Tom Brady is fantastic, but if he throws in a incompletion or, you know, otherwise stops the clock, that's not going to work um, well for the Patriots. So, um, you know, I might look at that. But looking at the two teams right now, as constituted, uh, I got to go with the Donalds. Yeah, probably should do. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, I, I like my running backs: Johnson in Arizona, Miller in Houston, and, and Michael in Seattle. They are facing Seattle, Denver, and Arizona's defenses, respectively. (laughs) Not great matchups for me this week. All right, moving on. The Norwegian Oil Rigs taking on the Fran Dogs. All right, I'm looking down the lineups here. A couple people still on the buy for the Oil Rigs, so while the line is projected to be three points, it'll be a a little bit different uh, when this actually uh, gets to play on Sunday. Uh, You know, will Murray be back and maybe in the lineup there? Not sure he's going to play, but Lacey is still injured and playing tonight for the oil rig. So hopefully he does see that and swaps that out. Um, you know, this is one of those instances I'm looking on. I like to peek at the bench first for some reason. And <laughs> I love the I love the Winston matchup at San Fran. Then I looked up and said, Tom Brady. Yeah, no, you're not going to take him out. Right. Uh, yeah, no, you can't take him out. I mean, as much as I say that, you know, against that pit, you know, that might be the game plan. 
but you never he's a must start yeah you know who's an unsung hero on the fran dogs and doesn't get enough credit i don't think it's prior yep uh, in cleveland he's just get they get him the ball any way they can and he just makes magic happen and for i like him a lot and for a guy that's been out of football for two years I mean, he was not drafted yeah. out of college because he was a quarterback. He, he he signed with Cleveland as a wide receiver. He may end up being quarterback again at some point. You never point, know. Uh, because Cleveland quarterback, I guess um, I heard a stat on NFL radio. Cleveland quarterbacks average 45 snaps before they get injured. Wow. This season. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, uh, so, I mean... I kind of hope Terrell Pryor does not end up being the quarterback for Cleveland. But, yeah, sorry, I interrupted. No, that's okay. It's helping me think it through. I like how the Carolina D is projected to score 10, even though they're on a bye this week. Right. Um, what is that? You know, it's <laughs> but they got Dan Bailey correct. Yeah, the um, you know the, the key to me is really what Fran Dogs can get out of the running back spot. Booker is still on the short end of a timeshare, and he doesn't really have a lot because of some injuries and, and buys to go to. Um, so this one's close. I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm going to go with the Fran dogs, get their first W. All right. Well, uh, also looking, and I think I figured out the the math wise, the Panthers D is going to be on a buy, but since a defense that gives up zero points gets 10 points, Ah, that's why it's predicted. Um, yeah, I think with a couple lineup shuffling, I think the oil rigs can actually extend their 3.2 line lead. Um, I, I actually would play a Jai um, for Miami in there. It, like I said, Miami's offense seems to be humming. Um, and uh, Eddie Lacy, injured or not, I mean, he, he, Green Bay offense is just broken right now. So uh, that's something that I definitely would switch out. Tom Brady's just masterful, though. Um, you know, like I said, he might just put up three quick touchdowns and then hand off the rest of the day to your LeGarrette Blunt. Um, Eli Manning, though, I think is really going to have another big game. Um, LA Rams defense has been exposed a bit. Uh, they're playing Sunday night, but it's going to be a Sunday afternoon game out in LA. So that'll be fun. Brandon Marshall, again, even when he doesn't play well, plays well. Um, Terrell Pryor, like you noticed, um, Devontae Parker is an interesting, uh, matchup again. Uh, Bills, I don't. I, I mean, I'll be playing them, but they're due to a let to have a letdown game. I got to go with the Fran Dogs as well. I think they're actually going to pull it out. Yeah, I think Wallace uh, Bolton. Unfortunately, it's against my Jets, but I, I think Wallace is going to far sur- surpass the twelve point four they're projecting. Yeah. And I think Fran Dog is going to pull out a win. There you go. Another team that likes to get wins because they don't know what it's like to lose yet is the Shoreline Taproom, with a large line against the Snuggly Ducklings, who still have a few people on by. So again, we're. Hard to predict based on these numbers, so I'm going to have to take a peek at the bench for the Ducklings. Cam Newton, also on a bye since Carolina D is on a bye. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> Kirk Cousins gets fucked off the bench in a good time because I think uh, he can do pretty well against that Detroit defense. He's been playing well lately, too. Uh, Beasley on a bye at wideout. Uh, you know, Decker still not playing. I'm not sure who's going to who's going to come in there. So might be a hole in the lineup this week because of injuries and bias for the Ducklings. The tap room, it's you know, just hard to pick against at this point. You know, Phillip Rivers at Atlanta. Atlanta's got a good team, uh, but that's the kind of game that I see two good teams that it might be, you know, 31-28, 34-31 type game, not two good teams where they struggle in the first one to 20 wins. So it's going to be an offensive game there. Uh, Jordy Nelson, you know, Again, that Green Bay offense not really doing it so well. No. Uh, I think he struggles to get to the 20 points they're predicting. Um, but overall, 
I just think the lineup is a little bit stronger on the tap room. I expect a pretty good game out of uh, Monty Cooper again. And uh, look for the tap room to get to 7 0. Yeah, I mean, I really can't add much. Um, I don't. I think the Ducklies this week. The Ducklies? The Ducklings. I like it. Yeah, the Ducklies. Um, I think the Ducklings this week are just undermanned um, between buys and injuries. Uh, I, I just don't. I just don't see a way that they can beat the tap room right now. The line is fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, that's a little unfair with the two guys on buy. But you know, looking at her matchups, you know, Murray and, and Snead, I think, or I'm sorry, not Snead, uh, Kelsey could both put up decent numbers. They could, but it's not going to not going to be enough. Well, and and you know, Kansas City's not lighting the world on fire on offense either. So, I mean, even even if Kelsey has a good game, it's going to be like six, six catches for 40 yards and maybe a touchdown. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's always the key on the tight end is if they get in the end zone or not. Right. All right, moving on. The Dixie Landings Alligators taking on Project Badass. Look at this line, 106.9 to 106.6. Yes, love it. Love it, love it. You know, they're giving 24 for Aaron Rodgers and a normal Aaron Rodgers against that porous Chicago defense. That's probably legit. I got to see it before I expect it to happen. Uh, I think he's going to struggle. They short week. You know how I feel about offenses on Thursday nights. Uh, Rogers may get outscored by Bradford this week. Uh, Jamal Charles really not back to full strength yet. He's not getting the the uh, bulk of carries. I do think Kansas City plays better at home. Oh yeah, so that might be a little bit better for him. <laughs> you know how I feel about Julio. Uh, you know Walker got held in check last week for Tennessee. They need to throw to the ball to tight end more. He had a really good year last year. 90 catches. Not anywhere near that pace right now the last couple of I don't of know games. if Luck has time. That's the problem. That is the big problem. Um, but uh, thankfully for him, he plays for Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> God, I keep reading that. All right, so. let me say it again. Osweiler is just not doing it at the at the quarterback position for, for the Houston Texans. I don't know what they thought they were going to be getting. Um when they signed him away with a massive contract from Denver, but uh, they were better off with Brian Hoyer. <laughs> this I is the Brian right. Hoyer love show. Right. And, and I think that that's why Fuller, you know, guys like Fuller and, and we're seeing it with Hopkins are just not getting the numbers you would have expected. They're not, otherwise, they're not. Um, you know, sidebar, Tony Romo has probably lost his job in Dallas. Yes. Wouldn't he be pretty good in Houston right now? If they, if he comes back to health, I think so. Cause they are just a, a, they don't need a stud quarterback. They just need a competent quarterback. Yeah. And they'd be a, you know, certainly playoff bound, if not Super Bowl contender. Um, speaking of Super Bowl contenders, that Denver D facing that Houston O, that's a nice matchup for the Alligators. Um, overall, you know, I actually agree with your assessment on the New England game, and that's why I think White may not put up as big a numbers this week. They're probably going to run more than pass yep. uh, from the running back position, right. at least. You know, Brady always gets his, but that's going to be down the field. So I'm looking down, and I'm saying this is a close one, but I'm going to go with the Alligators. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, um, I'm seeing a lot of Patriots. Um, I, I have no idea what to expect from the Patriots or uh, from the Pittsburgh offense with Ben Roethlisberger out. I mean, yes, the obvious answer is they're going to lean on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you can't really run on the Pats' defense. <laughs> That's really their strength. They stop the run on the way to the quarterback. So, I mean, you're going to have to throw. I don't I don't know what we're going to get out of that. Um, so I, I think the Patriots' D might actually outscore the nine. Uh, the Broncos' defense has actually been a little bit shown up lately. Um, Atlanta kind of put it to them. And, uh, you know, the Broncos, blah, blah. the Broncos are playing Houston, which could be a little bit of medicine on defense because, like we said, Osweiler, not, just not getting it done. Um, Bradford against Philly is very interesting 
considering that he was Philly's starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. And he was traded to Minnesota. Uh, revenge game. Revenge game. Aaron Rodgers, you know, a short week, but it's against Chicago. Chicago's actually playing really well lately since Cutler got injured at quarterback, and that does translate to the defense. Again, it's, it's a weird thing, uh, kind of like Green Bay. Maybe it's the NFC North where the offenses can't do well if the defense doesn't do well. Um, so Rodgers might actually outscore Bradford in this one, I think. Philly at home, um, they kind of got embarrassed the last two weeks, the defense in particular. Um, so, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he might not get 23, but I think he'll outscore Bradford. Um, I think really the key of this game is Gronk. Um, I think it's going to be Gronkowski all day, um, right up the middle, easy throws, um, where only he can catch them as only Tom Brady can do. Um, and I think Gronkowski pulls out the win for product badass. All right, moving on the monkey taking on totally radical Islam. Once again, Looking uh, at the lineups, it's a little bit earlier than uh, people maybe have set them. So you know, Doug Martin in the lineup right now projected with zero. So that's why the website's giving Radical Islam a 32-point victory. Probably won't be uh, projected that high when the lineups are in full. Uh, the quarterback matchup, Kaepernick getting the snaps right now, which I instantly then scroll down and realize Dak Prescott's on a bye. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be happening because there's not a lot of starting QBs left on the waiver wire. So... Cap, you know, at least he gets to face Tampa, and he's at home for it. Uh, you know, like him or not, Kaepernick is a talented football player, uh, both with his arm and his legs. So he's the kind of quarterback where the floor is a little bit higher than normal just because he has that potential for a rushing touchdown or putting up 30, 40 yards on the ground. So while I am a big car fan out in Oakland and, and at Jacksonville is a nice matchup, Kaepernick might hold that head-to-head sort of close. Uh, McCoy, Miami, which Miami's going to show up? Um, you know, the, the divisional familiarity makes that a, a very intriguing matchup, but I don't think you hold McCoy down at all. Uh, Green in Cleveland, A.J. Green uh, taking on those Browns. He's going to have a heck of a game. Brandon Cooks this week, not going to be Brandon Cooks of last week out in Kansas City. Uh, and again, no, Randall Cobb, that, that Green Bay offense on Thursday night, I think Randall Cobb may struggle a little bit. So, um it's, I'm going to say it every week until Denard Hopkins has a big game. Hopkins is the key for the monkey. <laughs> he has so much 30-point potential. We just haven't seen it this year. Uh, but I think Baldwin, Graham, and Hopkins are all going to have big games, and I think the monkey's going to get a win. Now, what's really funny is, you know who's available at quarterback? Who's available? I haven't looked. Carson Palmer. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, that might be something that uh, totally or totally radical monkey. (laughs) 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 Um, I can give you a little bit of insight. Sean McCoy pulled up a little bit lame. He had some hamstring tightness, which McCoy has a history of hamstring injury. It really bothered him last year. Um, They're going to be very cautious. Um, They are going into Miami. And, um, you know, that entire Buffalo offense rolls around McCoy, so I definitely hope he plays. But if he's even slightly injured, I hope he doesn't. That could have a large impact on this game. Um, Because if McCoy doesn't play, um, you know, then you got to look at who else is on the running backs. Well, Chalefsky's a competent backup. Yes. No, no, no. And, And he is. He's touchdown Mike for a reason. He gets three carries for a touchdown. But you can't put that in for fantasy. It, it doesn't work that way. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, looking at this, like I said, I think the Eagles D for the monkey. Um, I think I think they're really going to show up against Minnesota. Minnesota's offense scares no one. Minnesota's defense, however, <laughs> is getting their offense a lot of turnovers. So that's kind of how they've been winning. The the Minnesota offense just gets the ball more often uh, because the defense is doing so well. Um, Minnesota's defense may get offense yes, and score some points. This is true. And unfortunately, in fantasy, that hurts your defense. It really does. Yeah, it, that's that's a weird thing. Um, I, I do agree with your assessment. Cooks is not going to have the same uh, performance against Kansas City. Um, already talked about that. Randall Cobb, I'm not sure how much he's going to get. He, you know, he's, he's kind of on that. Was he injured? Is he not? Um, Colts defense, trash. We've said many times. <laughs> um, you know, do you put in? I, I, I would switch out Andy Dalton, actually, instead of Derek Carr. Looking at totally radical Islam, but uh, I got to go with Islam right now. All right, moving on. Scouts Cruisers going to cruise to win this week against Make It Pink. <laughs> um, I just I peeked ahead. I'm looking at the matchups and Matt Ryan against San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. No, that's good. <laughs> Uh, Melvin Gordon against Atlanta, same game. Uh, he, I think Gordon's going to bounce back, have a nice week this week. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not sure who he'll propose to, but he'll probably have a couple touchdowns and a chance to do it. You know, it's just a lot of good matchups here. Uh, even the Houston D, who has not performed as the Houston D should, uh, going into Denver is never easy, but it's not because of the Denver offense, it's because of the Denver defense. So I think they can score some points and uh, probably not outscore the KCD, but again, keep that matchup close. And uh, the reason I, I led off with my prediction is because make it pink, you know, Mariota, I think, still is, is in line for a big game, but Zeke on a bye, that hurts. Yeah. Reed, Reed is out injured, I believe. Uh, that hurts. Yeah, I think he left. I think he actually left the game uh, last week. Yeah, exactly. Weekend. So I think uh, those are two very key players for her lineup, and she's not going to be able to overcome that. So I'm going to go with the Cruisers. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, um, man, I, I don't understand how how the how how make it pink could could pull it out. Um, you know, this is kind of like me against Shoreline last week. Um, you know, when the, and you almost did, so I, you never. Know. I almost so did. I almost did, but yeah, too many big guns on on the shelf. Um, yeah, I got to go with Scott's Cruisers. Um, with look for Charles Clay against Miami. Miami is susceptible to tight end play, and Clay has been getting more and more into the offense. So uh, you know, look look for him to be the breakout performer. Maybe make double digits and definitely get more than the nine point eight that is uh, predicted. All right, and the game I will be following most closely after my own, Tucker's Luck against Your Music. I, wanna, I always want to call you the Music City Marauders. Yeah, I know. Your Music Marauders. Yeah. I love this matchup. So does the uh, website, actually. 118 to 113 is the prediction right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, going, going down the lineup again, Russell Wilson against Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Taylor's another one of those players I think his floor is really high. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't hasn't been the Russell Wilson of the last couple of years, and facing a pretty tough Arizona defense, I actually like your your shot in that matchup. As does the uh, site by a point. <laughs> by a point, yeah. Uh, Riddick, if he's back and healthy uh, against Washington, that's a nice matchup for him. Forte against Baltimore with Geno Smith under center. Mm, that's not a nice matchup. No, for yeah, we need to we need to talk about that a little bit. Fitz magic yeah, to Fitz tragic to Fitz benched. Yeah, to Fitz, Fitz vote of confidence on Monday and Fitz bench by Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Never good. It's like a, if you're any uh, position in sports, you know, be it head coach, GM, quarterback, whatever, you never want the vote of confidence. No. 
No. Because that means you're three days from getting benched yes. for Yes, yes it is. And that's exactly what happened to Fitz... Fitz uh, I keep calling him Fitz Tragic now that you did. <laughs> to Fitzpatrick. So, uh, moving on, though, the, the Brown versus Edelman head-to-head is probably, uh, in, in the, you know, the website says point and a half in Brown's favor. It probably actually is that close. Um, you know, New England, again, their, their defensive schemes against younger quarterbacks are always amazing. And with Big Ben not there, I'm not sure Brown is as explosive. Uh, whereas, again, Edelman against that Pittsburgh secondary, I, I have not believed in their secondary all year. No. And, and until they stop someone, I'm not going to. So uh, you're actually in good shape there. Uh, Golden Tate against Inouye, I, I have no idea if Gino can get him the ball. I don't either. I, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things that I think if Brandon Marshall or Inouye make any catches, it's going to be because Gino is throwing it as he's getting sacked, and one of these guys goes yeah. and gets it. <laughs> you, you, know, you may actually want to consider Austin against the Giants. Uh, for that. Yeah, I, I gotta. I, you know, this is my rough lineup, and I usually make um, final lineup changes like Sunday at twelve fifty. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like his tight end better than yours. I'm a big Henry fan in San Diego. Uh, I think, you know, 10 points is probably light on his prediction. He tends to, um, you know, get a number of catches in the game. He's not one of these tight ends that really relies on the touchdown to get his points. Yep. So if, if he does get in the end zone, he could easily be pushing 20 this week. Yep. And then at the flex, uh, and this is why I'm going to go with Tucker's luck over you, is the Gore-Yeldon matchups, I think, just look better for, for him than the Hogan-Woods matchup for you. Yep. Um, yeah, but again, in a PPR league, it's easier for receivers to keep pace with running backs. And, uh, you know, I, I do think this is a close game. I would not be surprised at all to see you win. Uh, but I got to pick against you. No, that's fine. I, I can completely understand that. Um, and actually, Julian Edelman, I don't think, has made his predicted score at all this season. So that Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman uh, might be far more swaying to the Brown side. Um, so what can Brown do for me? Outscore me. Um, I can tell you uh, a little bit. The Bills defense has feasted on Ryan Tannehill his entire career. Um, I believe he is 2-6 and six against the Bills as a starter. And he throws twice as many interceptions as he does touchdowns against the Bills. I'm looking for one more week. I keep, you know, I said earlier that they can't keep going. I'm hoping they do, <laughs> of course. But um, I think they do get a couple turnovers um, if they make Ryan Tannehill start to throw. He starts throwing them in bunches. Um, yeah, I mean, it's theoretic. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, I don't even know if he's practicing. Right now, he's listed as questionable. So, I mean, th- that's a big key, again, with my injury-riddled <laughs> offense uh, that I drafted. Um, you know, it's, it's, tough. it's tough to say anything better about Tyrod Taylor. He's doing everything that I could want for him to do. He's winning. Um, and he's getting me fantasy points, but um, I'm actually going to pick Tucker's luck in this game. What? Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our recap and review. Week six and seven, as always, come Sunday and probably Thursday night and on Monday too. Paul, are you going to be live tweeting? I definitely be live tweeting tonight. I'm not sure about yeah. Sunday yet. I have a lot of I leaves will... that I got to do on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've had some beautiful weather this week, and it's been during the week. And so I'm not getting any yard work done, and I think they were predicting rain for the weekend, and I'm almost not upset about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to that. It's not going to matter. I have to clean them up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, whether you're closing the pool finally or cleaning up the leaves. It's uh, closed now. Oh, is it? Yeah, they came today. I didn't know. They came today. Aww. Yeah, summer's Aww. over. Summer's officially over. Well, that just means we dig in, get ready for the World Series, and uh, we will be watching. Uh, I'll try to to follow along on Twitter as well. If you are, 
uh, certainly join your league mates with the hashtag B-A-B-F-F-L. And Paulie, everyone else, good luck in week seven, and we'll check in again next week. Same to you. Bye-bye. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon.